Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys had an amazing week and you enjoyed my previous episode with Brianna discussing feeling lost. If you love my podcast, don't forget to support me even more by sharing with your friends and family. If you love the topics I discuss and want to keep up with me, you can follow my Instagram at the Butterfly Effect Podcast underscore. And if you have any questions or would even like to be a guest on one of the episodes, you can email me at the Butterfly Effect PDCT at gmail.com. Also in the description box is my cash app. Any donation that you would love to give would be greatly appreciated as it would help support all of the future episodes to come. So I also have a little shout out for all of you. We have a new listener from Iceland and the Dominican Republic. So if you are listening right now, welcome to my little family I have here. We we welcome you with open arms. I hope that you've been enjoying all of the episodes and just know that I'm sending a huge hug and a lot of positive energy your way all the way from Texas. So without further ado, guys, let's get started. When I was in grad school, a topic that truly fascinated me was victimization. We had a whole month and a half to just understand victims. But along with understanding victims, we used the concept of victimization to understand criminal behavior. And for many of you guys that don't know, I got my master's in psychology, but I emphasized in forensic psychology. And if you don't know what that is, that is essentially using psychological principles in the legal system. So understanding why crime occurs, why criminals do the things that they do, and then come up with ways in which to rehabilitate and reintegrate offenders back into the real world. So understanding the psychopathology behind crime and all this other jazz, you know, criminal theories, everything to do with behavior. And this was interesting to me because the reason why criminals do the things they do is because they either want to feel powerful, assert a certain level of dominance, or don't want to feel like they're out of control of their situation. And everything they do is justified by their thoughts, their feelings pertaining to the situation, their actions in which they perform based off their thoughts and feelings, and the results, which is the evidence of the circumstance. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, 
we do the same thing, us regular people. Now, criminals are people as well, but they go through certain levels of experiences where it changes their mindset, changes the way they see the world around them, which is why they're able to do certain things that's outside the norm and cause harm to other people. And it's because they had gone through situations in which they felt powerless. And that is the idea of victimization. When we understand our experiences and we try to reflect on situations that we felt hopeless and out of control, we try to do our best to now be in control. And as much as we want to be in control, as much as we want to think that we're going on this steady path and understanding ourselves more and more every day, the more we understand things about ourselves, the more triggered we can become, the more sensitive we can be, and the more that we almost feel challenged by the universe because our behaviors and the patterns of our behaviors start to evolve and our triggers become more intense and our journey feels like it's 10 times harder because we go through the same theme of the situation that we thought that we had already uh, like been through already we thought we had already healed from but those wounds just get reopened all over again so why does victimization even happen why do we end up becoming a victim or bystander it's because there are unresolved and unconscious programming that we have to let go of and this is where it kind of goes into not only what we do consciously but unconsciously so i talked about in my episode about defense mechanisms is that the brain when we go through certain stressful situations it triggers our mind to already start coping with the situation and try to make sense of it and it does this in a means of survival it does it so that it can protect our ego and it protects our morals and values but along with that when we are in traumatic situations not only are we trying to understand it in the situation but the trauma of being a victim happens afterwards when we try to replay the moment in our mind and we're trying to think about and create a meaning of the circumstance and because we try to exert control when we're trying to think of why a situation happened it's for control purposes we're trying to figure out how we can control the situation as much as possible and then it induces a certain level of feelings so when i talked about um acknowledging your traumas and acknowledging your experiences i mentioned how you also have to acknowledge your feelings associated with the experience this is because your feelings are reactions that reflect and justify your thoughts and because you think a certain way because you feel a certain way you will act out in a certain way and you will do or don't do things based on how you feel and think about the circumstance this in turn comes up with a result and that result is based on the evidence of the circumstance and this is something that happens unconsciously and consciously it's something that we will try to understand then over the course of our life we will try to overanalyze try to 
break it down in little pieces, see it under a microscope, and try to understand and find the trends of why certain things happened. Whether it's because the universe allowed it its fate, or we were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or we are at fault for the situation, it still brings us to this level of hopelessness, of feeling powerless, of feeling vulnerable, unwillingly, and now we're having to rebuild what it means to trust ourselves and react naturally because when we're placed in situations that's making us feel unsafe we're all going to have different emotions and feelings associated with that it's kind of like that um situation where you know if a kid was bullied in in middle school and they're bullied at home they now become bullies like you know later in life or a bully is only a bully because they're bullied at home it's kind of like that same dynamic it's because they're, that bully is trying to exert control in their life and make sure that they feel powerful, make sure there's some type of dominance, whether it's over people, over thoughts, over emotions. That's something we try to do all the time. But when we don't unprogram ourselves, we fall into the cycle of victimization. And victimization, I want you all to know, happens on an interpersonal level, meaning it happens between interpersonal relationships. The reason why this is, is because throughout our lives, our level of attachment to the world is dependent on the attachment we have with the people within our world. The people we have in our life, give we give meaning to. They already exert a role or a responsibility of what they mean in our lives whether it's our parents, our friends, um, extended family, all of these people help give meaning to the world we interact with every day. It develops our morals and our values. So when we are placed in a traumatic situation and it's interpersonal, whether it's you know childhood trauma, dealing with domestic violence or sexual assault or verbal abuse, this breaks that attachment that you had with that person and this causes problems with how you attach to yourself and to other people as you get older let me give you an example to help you understand this concept a little better imagine a little girl that was routinely physically abused and received harsher punishments for reacting naturally to being abused. So she's crying, screaming, running, asking for help, saying stop. If she does any of those things, she receives harsher punishment, meaning she is hurt even more. In order for her to not receive those harsher punishments, con- unconsciously, her mind is already telling her, okay, We can't react this way because this is the result. The brain is very literal. If it sees a situation, it will act accordingly and change things in order to feel, A, that we are, you know, at a sense of self-preservation and um, survival, and two, to exert control. So as that little girl starts to suppress her feelings 
and completely dissociate just to conform to her abuser's wishes to please the abuser. Now that she's older, she might find it difficult to express her feelings and fully embrace how to react in situations. So if I were to dissect this little example I gave you, the circumstance is the girl is being abused. The thought that she could be having is that she feels as though she deserves to be beaten. She deserves to um, be hurt because she doesn't see the logical reasoning as to why she's being abused. In her mind, she's trying to figure out what that is. The mind's trying to think, okay, well, I was playing with my toys and all of a sudden my mom just started hitting me. My mom just started abusing me. She started kicking me and I started crying and she started kicking me more. She's having these thoughts. The mind's trying to justify the mother's actions. The feeling is that she's crying. She's screaming. She's feeling um, helpless. She's feeling as though she doesn't know what to do in a situation because her mom is the authoritative figure. Her mother has already exerted a level of authority and control. And the action is that the girl has to slowly dissociate from her emotions. And the result is that now she's now that she's older, she doesn't really know how to express her feelings in situations where she's supposed to naturally react. So if you can apply this example to your life, I want you to think about when you were in danger, how did you react? I want you to recognize how powerful you are and how your mind is very powerful and how it will really assess the situation and you will come up with unconscious and conscious solutions to deal with that situation because you don't want to be a victim anymore. But now you've become a victim to the situation, to the problem, and you feel like a victim as you keep going along your journey. You keep being triggered to that same initial little seed that just decided to grow a whole tree, a whole weed in your garden and caused you to think a certain way about yourself. And this is why it's very important to um, think about the situation from a bird's eye view, especially if some of you had gone through um, different types of trauma, which is complex trauma. Um, I talked about how there's three different types of trauma. There's acute, which is um, experiencing a trauma um, once. Uh, you have um, chronic, which is repeated exposure to a traumatic situation like sexual abuse or physical abuse. And then you have complex, which is dealing with more than one traumatic event for a certain period of time. Complex trauma can be acute or it can be chronic. But the fact of the matter is when you start understanding the level of your trauma, you start to understand the intensity of your triggers and the intensity of how much you felt victimized in that situation. And the issue goes beyond just experiencing it. 
But the fact that it happened, and it happened often in interpersonal relationships, is where you have outcomes that's very similar to like PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. And then you have difficulty building relationships, managing emotions, having a proper emotional response, and having the desire to feel needed or to have this certain expectation of yourself and of others. And now your attachment is ruined based off the fact that your victimization is intensified by your stressors and your triggers the older that you get. So overall, understanding how you react based on your experience. Believe it or not, the more you interact with others, you'll start to open your eyes to things that trigger um, with just that act of conforming with feeling as though you're victim in situations and you're trying to move forward, but you're still feeling like a victim. And when you don't follow out that cycle, that's when you come up with the infamous victim mentality. Because there's an idea of being vulnerable and then trying to move past that vulnerability, but sometimes we end up falling into a very interesting cycle, which is called self-victimization. And this is because instead of, you know, instead of doing things now on the subconscious level, you start doing things on the conscious level to bask in the energy of being the victim. So let me give you some examples of what this victim mentality is. Victim mentality is not taking responsibilities for your own actions and you end up making excuses. Um, another one is you're focused so much on how little you have or how little control you have instead of uh, focusing on the possibilities that could open up. You start blaming other people for bad situations that happen in your life. You focus on the limitations in your life. You feel as though your issues are continuous. You feel as though you're just on the same little cycle going over and over and over and over again you feel like you just want to give up on everything and you feel envious of other people because you just think that their lives are 10 times better than yours because you're so broken now the only reason why victim mentality comes up is because you bask in the energy but you feel like you're not healing and you stop your healing you say you know what it's not working. I don't see the results. Everything bad happens in my life. Everything's just out to get me. It's because of this situation that happened when I was like 10 years old that I'm still dealing with the situation now. That's where you have to take a step back and you have to be like, why am I doing this? And how are you dealing with the victim mentality? And how are you doing in response of being a victim in actual things there's a difference you know how are you naturally acting if you were a true victim and then how are you acting just because things aren't going your way and when we become a victim we can fall into this cycle either trying to fix ourselves or the people around us or even situations and we might end up even becoming like the prosecutor of our own situations and this is something I want to propose to you guys, I want to introduce you to something called the 
trauma triangle. So the trauma triangle is created um, was created by a psychologist back in like the nineteen I think eighties I think um, by Stephen Karpman. He created the drama triangle to outline how to understand the roles we play to deal with conflict in our life. What stems us to be in this little triangle and how we are trying to deal and control situations in order to justify what we want, what we think is right, how we want to feel, how we want to act. Because at the end of the day, as much as we want to feel like we're in control, we have a self-righteous attitude about ourselves and we want to and that comes with our ego our ego just wants to be pleased all the time our eed wants things impulsively right away our super ego is just trying to balance our um morals values and beliefs and then our ego is just trying to balance everything out so having a self-righteous attitude attitude um can change the way that we act and we end up not really addressing the problems in our life and we end up not taking responsibility for what we are genuinely at fault with aside from things that we were actually out of control of and we can't fall into the cycle of constantly blaming ourselves and blaming other people so the drama triangle is like this you have the victim overwhelmed by their own vulnerability and doesn't take responsibility of their actions or of the situation they can fall into two different categories two different ways one can be like the rescuer which saves people wants to see um people as vulnerable and just works hard and just offers help without being asked so if you are a victim in a situation you might actually end up wanting to overly help and just help other people and other people's problems and not help your own problems. And you put so much attention on trying to save the world when your own world is falling apart. Or you can end up like the prosecutor or the persecutor. My bad. Why do they prosecutor? See, I'm still thinking about <laughs> like <laughs> all of the criminal stuff. Oh my God y'all it's been a long day but the persecutor the persecutor is unaware of his own power and therefore discounting it power is used negatively and often very destructively so the persecutor is that person that blames everything like you did that why couldn't you do this you could have done this better blah 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 now you can either be the rescuer or the persecutor to people and to yourself Meaning, as the rescuer, you might go in turn internally and be like, okay, let's try to, like, you know, it's okay, it's fine, like, we're the victim, it's okay, like, I'm just going to try to fix it, I just need to fix it, we'll be okay, like, I'm going to try to be vulnerable, but they don't actually really go out of their way to work hard to really help themselves and allow other people to help them. The persecutor blames, internally blames. So like I said, when you go through situations where you feel like things aren't going, like you're trying to exert control, and when you don't get that control, you end up blaming yourself. That's when you're like, oh my God, like, why couldn't you just fix the problem? Like, why couldn't you just did this? If I were to use 
the persecutor an example for the little girl um, example that I gave. The little girl could be thinking, why couldn't you just be quiet? Why couldn't you just not play today? Why couldn't you just not, you know, cried? You shouldn't have cried. You shouldn't have done this. And the more you give yourself negative self-talk, the more you start to dissociate and the more you start to detach and the more you feel like you don't know how to have a relationship with yourself. You don't know how to justify and advocate for yourself, which is why you end up having poor coping mechanisms, which is why you end up feeling like everything you do is quote unquote not good enough for your mom or your dad or your friends or you're trying to chase this like version of yourself that's still trying to develop so how do you not end up in the victim mentality what can you do instead of making excuses find a solution that is positive for your growth find a solution that will make you feel safe and advocated for and knowing that you aren't falling into the self-like victimization cycle. Another is instead of focusing on what you don't have, focus on the possibility of what you could have or what you should have, what you deserve to have. Instead of blaming other people, don't take responsibility. Take responsibility for the things that you do. Instead of focusing on your limitations, focus on your potential. Instead of thinking your problems are continuous, realize that the issues that you go through in your life are temporary. You know, you have free will. You can be optimistic instead of giving up. You can be pleased with others instead of feeling envious. And for those of you out there that have gone through a lot of different types of traumas and don't fall into self-victimization, but you're trying to move past the idea of thinking that you are haunted by your past, I want you to know that stop trying to nitpick at something that happened in the past already. Understand why it happened, but don't think of trying to understand how it happened with including blaming yourself for the situation. Don't blame yourself for falling victim to another person's decisions. It's not your fault that you were sexually abused. It's not your fault that you were that you've ex- that you experienced domestic violence, whether you were the victim or bystander. It's not your fault that you were verbally abused. It's not your fault that you had to deal with um poverty. It's not your fault that you had to deal with these different things growing up, or even as an adult. Take yourself off feeling guilty, feeling shameful, because you did nothing wrong. But understand the traumas of why you feel like you're always a victim, so that way you can move forward and look at your experiences without feeling like you were the one that helped cause them. Another way that I want to really express to all of you is that the best way to really let go of the negative attachment that you had 
with a situation and you feel like it's following you and manifesting itself and evolving in your current reality, take a time out to have a moment of self-forgiveness. Realize that the situation that happened is not your burden and it never was your burden. And that may sound very like, okay, queen, like, yeah, all right, it's easier said than done. It's true. It is easier said than done. But what makes you feel like you're not a burden anymore is realizing that you are now in control to a certain extent of what you do here on out. You can dictate how you want to feel in the future when you look back at those experiences. You're in control with certain things that you want to use to help cope with the situation that you feel like gives you nightmares, that you're afraid of, that you're trying to avoid. And if you're in a situation right now where you don't know what to do, you feel powerless, recognize that it's okay to walk away. It's okay to give yourself compassion. It's okay to think about your own well-being and to give yourself that love and permission to love yourself and trust your decision-making process for leaving behind what no longer serves you. And knowing that you are stronger than this little triangle of feeling as if you're the victim or bystander or the um, rescuer in everyone's life or even persecuting your own, your own self. Take the time out to recognize that you're in control with certain things that you decide to be in control of. Now, not everything in this world is meant to be controlled. Some of you might have problems with letting go of control. And you realize how it's okay to let go because it doesn't mean you're going to fall. Especially if you know that you have created a safety blank for, blanket for yourself. Or you have very good people in your life that will always be there for you to remind you that's okay to loosen the reins a little bit. And to go forward believing that things are going to fall into place the way that they're supposed to. And your healing journey is just beginning. You're going to be healing from a lot of things for the rest of your life. Everyone will. Your experiences are unique to you. How you thought about your experiences is unique to you. How you felt, the actions that you took. But the actions you now take is what's going to bring about the results that's going to make you feel happier and make you feel like you've really overcome the circumstance that was supposed to break you down. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. I know that when I was going on my healing journey and trying to understand myself, every time I tried to explain or try to talk to somebody I thought that I could trust about my situation, they would always belittle me and devalue my experiences and 
make it seem like I was, you know, staying in the past and, you know, they would always say, oh, like, stop being such a victim, like, move past it, let it go. And it's really hard to let go of something that you really don't understand in the first place. Like, you don't understand how to let go of something that made a huge impact in your life and changed the way that you interact with people and see situations and even go outside thinking that something's gonna go wrong whether it's in a relationship or a friendship or even just trying to go for any type of opportunity so to all of you out there that have gone through any you know dramatic experiences know that you were a victim however because you are learning to heal and because you are becoming more self-aware you are able to understand what you should get rid of and what you shouldn't so I am more than grateful for all of you guys for all your love and support I think that this weekend we might hit 3,000 plays which would be very exciting and I don't know it's just so crazy that I started this in April and it's grown so much and I have so many of you that just dm me and let me know how you're doing and all that jazz so I wanted to end this um episode with some positive affirmations like always I allow myself to move forward in life by forgiving myself I can forgive others I release the stories that make me feel small. I am abundant in light and love. I am able to fully feel my feelings. I am at peace with my past. Thank you so much, everyone, and I will see you next week.